With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everybody, Derek here with Red Shirts and Runabouts. Um, We have kind of a weird short episode for you this week. The original plan was, uh, well, to do our season two of Discovery wrap-up, Greg and myself, but that's got pushed to next week. And instead we were going to do a little roundtable discussion about what we left behind looking back at Deep Space Nine, the uh, crowdfunded documentary about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I was going to uh, be joined by a couple familiar recurring guest hosts, but uh, that it did not work out either. So I still wanted to do something because we have some exciting news you know, to cover and uh, the documentary did come out and everything. So I thought I'd spend just a few minutes talking to you. So you just have me today. Um, so news, let's talk news. So if you haven't heard or seen yet, we got our first look at some information on the Untitled Picard series, which is apparently called Star Trek Picard, to the shock of everybody, um, sarcastically. And um, it's possible that's still not the real name of the show. Um, There's been reports of people saying that it is not called Star Trek Picard and that they're trying to keep a lot of things uh, secret and close to the vest during production. So we may find out it has a different title come San Diego Comic-Con or Star Trek Las Vegas later this year um, in the in the summer. So for now, it's Star Trek Picard. Um, they showed an incredibly short clip at a media press marketing only event Um, not a whole lot to go off of. We see Patrick Stewart as Picard for the first time in, oh, 17, 16, 17 years. Um, and you know, he says Jean-Luc and, uh, it appears that he's not wearing a uniform. Um, it appears that somebody slightly off screen is wearing a TNG era gold colored uniform that is, very reminiscent of the TNG era cadet uniforms. So that raises some interesting questions about what are the uniforms. And that was sparked even more so by a a couple behind the scenes photos that have been uh, leaked out, so to speak. There's been three so far, two that show a lot of people in uniform. And the badges, I mean, the the photo quality is not great, right? These were taken on phones and things like that from, from distances. Um, it appears like the com badges look a lot like 
some of the alternate future ones that we have seen before, um, like all good things. So it's possible that they either are those or reminiscent of those. Um, and the uniforms themselves look just almost exactly like the TNG era cadet uniforms. And I, I'm specifying that because those had the higher collar that was also um, where the color was at the top, like the DS9 Voyager uniforms, but they had a high collar that was also matching their department color. So they didn't match the TNG show uniforms. They matched more closely to the DS9 and um, Voyager uniforms. So, you know, maybe they're cadets too, and he's down, you know, in San Francisco at Starfleet Academy, and they just never change the cadet uniforms as often as they change all the other uniforms. I mean, I don't know. Nobody really knows except people working on the show. Um, so, yeah, so we've got kind of a logo for the show where the Delta Shield is the A in Picard, and it's got the classic, the word Star Trekker and kind of the more classic star trek font rather than the the tng era font which may or may not be on purpose um and uh yeah so that's that's really all we have at this point um from the production we, we know it is filming right we, we knew that it started filming in april and um uh, we know it'll be a 10 episode season that uh patrick stewart has been quoted saying should feel like a 10 hour movie um and you know, the, there's possibilities for more, but I think we should probably expect a fairly confined story across those 10 episodes. Um, yeah, and it almost takes place in real time. You know, it takes place about 25 years after the, uh, you know, the, the last the 20 years after the, the events that we've seen, things like that. So it's very close to the Star Trek Online timeline. Um, it would take place a few years after the destruction of Romulus that we see in the Kelvin timeline movies. Um, and so that'll help bridge those universes together uh, a little bit more. So yeah, we'll just, we'll find out more as time goes on, of course. And we'll talk about all that here. Um, as far as the documentary goes, what we left behind a uh, looking back at deep space nine, this was a crowdfunded documentary on Indiegogo. And I'm sad to say that I didn't know about it until it was already a completed fund. Um, it had, the campaign was over. And so that bums me out a little bit because I would have loved to have contributed um, for lots of reasons. But they did a one night event uh, through Fathom Events to see it in, in theaters and uh, on the big screen and all that kind of cool stuff. And I'm not going to spoil anything from the documentary because uh, it will hit Blu-ray in August, uh, August 6th. It comes to Blu-ray. There's a, a few different versions of it at the moment. So the Indiegogo backers uh, had an opportunity to get a Indiegogo backer exclusive version that had some special content. Um, there was also the regular edition that is uh, on pre-order at, at a minimum on Amazon. Um, and now Shout Factory, which is another website, um, they have their own version. They're calling it a special edition where they did their own additional special features. So there's a second disc with content exclusive, supposedly exclusive to that version. Um, the at DS nine doc Twitter handle confirmed that this is stuff that they did on their own separate from the actual production of the documentary. So for those who are Indiegogo backers, uh, I, I can definitely understand why you might be frustrated that your edition doesn't have all the content, but it, it sounds like the documentary people did not intend for this. And this is something that they somehow did on their own. And I, it's, the website, so I, I decided to pre-order that version because I couldn't get the the backer one at this point, and I'd rather get more content uh, if I can. And uh, it it the website says that it's um, special features to be announced, so we don't really know what they are 
at this point, but it was the same price as the one on Amazon. So I figured I would just go with that. Um, it is said to be limited to 1500 copies, so it might be sold out at this point. I don't know. Um, but you can go check that out at shout shout factory. Um, to, if, if that's something you're interested in, but it's a, it was a good documentary though. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't really what I expected at all. Um, they did some things that you know, documentaries don't normally do. That was really interesting and, and cool. Um, you know, the, the Star Trek rat pack was involved, which was great. And they brought in just tons of cast members. I mean, really like not, not just the, the main cast, but recurring characters and, um, some of those smaller recurring characters were there. Um, Avery Brooks is not in it, so to speak. They use archival footage from previous interviews and things of that nature. Um, so you will see him, but it's it's older stuff that you may have seen somewhere else. But everybody else, I mean, there's a lot of new stuff in there um, behind the scenes, talking about episodes and characters and things that may have been left out, things that they wish they could have done um, that maybe they'd be able to get away with today. Um and, you know, things for what they might have done if the show had continued, which is which is interesting there. The HD footage looks good. They did upgrade some HD footage, including one of the big battles of Dominion War looks great. I mean, it does. There's you know, there's always a lot of talk about whether or not they should remaster uh, Deep Space Nine and Voyager for Blu-ray. Uh, because, you know, they did it with TOS. They did it with TNG and Enterprise was filmed in HD. So it, it had a Blu-ray release anyway. Well, uh, for those who don't know, it's much more complicated with DS9 and Voyager because they were filmed differently. So um, a lot of the ships at certain points and a lot of the special effects at certain points were digital. Um, not everything was a physical model like it was in TNG, with the exception of like the crystalline entity. And um, some of it was shot digitally um, rather than on 35 millimeter film, like TNG was completely shot on 35 millimeter film, which is why um, there's a, a couple of episodes that have little moments that are not in HD because the our original archival footage was not um, preserved, unfortunately. So um, up converting DS9 and Voyager would be a very time consuming and expensive task, more so than TNG. Because uh, they'd have to rebuild a lot of stuff, you know, Voyager especially things like Species Eight Four Seven Two would have to be completely re uh, remastered from the ground up. They'd have to rebuild those those aliens completely, um, as well as some of the ships that just don't exist. Uh, the battle sequences in the Dominion War, most of those are not real ships. Um, there's exceptions like the Defiant, uh, but most of those ships are not real; they're digital, and they'd have to rebuild all of those models in HD. So um, it was cool to see individual shots remastered in HD and up converted. It looked good. I mean, it really did look good. Um, I'd like to see more of that. I mean, if I'm one of those people that I don't think it's ever going to happen, but if it did, I mean, I'd be first in line to, to get that. So, um, so if you have a chance to, to purchase the documentary or if you are somewhere else and they haven't shown it yet in theaters, which is the case in, in some other countries outside the U S uh, I definitely think it's worth seeing. It, it was really a good experience, a good documentary. Steven Iribera did a fantastic job. Um, everybody involved was just great. Um, so yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for it, but uh, basically next week, Greg will be back and we will be wrapping up uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 2 and some of our thoughts and hopes for Season 3. And then we're going to branch off into some other things. We've got some ideas to do some more specific topics and talk about... Um, you know, individual topics rather than just reviewing episodes and reviewing movies. So stay tuned for that kind of stuff. Uh, we are on Spotify now, so you can find us on Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, lots of other apps. So please subscribe to us there. And if you uh, are interested in helping support the show, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes Podcasts, because we're part of the Heroes Podcast Network. And uh, there's a couple different levels there. One of those levels will get you this show a full day earlier than everybody else, which is pretty cool. And a discount to RT Public Store, where you can get uh, fun swag from the network, including this show. Um, but we also have a coffee, ko-fi.com slash heroes podcasts, and you can just drop us a buck or two anytime you feel like it would be great. Uh, we appreciate all of your support, and we will be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Red Shirts and Runabouts is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and is hosted by Gregory Bosco and me, Derek Mayer. The music is by Flying Killer Robots. Please follow us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter or at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, or heroespodcast.com. You can subscribe to our show on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and pretty much any other podcast app. If you enjoy the show, please support us. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash heroespodcasts, and we also have a coffee, ko-fi.com slash heroespodcasts. We'll catch you next time. Live long and prosper.